Hey guys, you're listening to Tea Time with Tay, a podcast series where I sit down, like I have a choice, brew some tea, and then spill it. Let's start the show. This episode of Tea Time with Tay is brought to you by my company, Cup of Tay Luxury Loose Leaf Teas. Cup of Tay is a loose leaf tea company that gives back to mental health awareness causes and also delivers you the most amazing organic loose leaf teas on the market. It's my guarantee. We have the cutest packaging, very modern and looks amazing in everyone's kitchen, office, or makes for a very great gift. To check out Cup of Tay, head to www.cupoftay.com or look for the link in our description and it's at Cup of Tay Shop on Instagram. But enough about that and let's get right into the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Tea Time with Tay. I truly appreciate you guys being here and as always, we have an incredible guest today. I am so excited. Karen, say hi. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. That's good. I have been, so to give a little bit of an introduction, Karen has been the silent angel in my life in the last few weeks. Um, she, you know what, let me, let me let you give a little bit of a backstory for someone who might not know who you are. Okay, so I'm Karen John. I born and raised in Toronto, and I created a platform called Black Owned TO, which is an Instagram platform I used to help highlight Black owned businesses in the city and the surrounding area, so the GTA. Amazing. So let's get right into it. A few weeks ago, um, obviously, this has been a crazy year for everyone. I think we can all agree to that. Um, but one of the things that's been really incredible is through the Black Lives Matter movement, the, the turn of people's perception on Black businesses. And I remember it was a couple of weeks ago, um, I, you know, I got a lot of reaching out, but I saw your Instagram pop up. And at the time, I think you had about 300 followers. And I sent you a DM and I'm like, hey, girl, like anytime you get the chance, if you could highlight me, um, I would appreciate it. And then in that week, if you... It's the week where you went from, I think, 300 to around 30,000 followers. Yeah. Can you take me a little bit back into that week and what that entire experience was like for you? Oh my gosh, it was so crazy. So basically how I got so many followers so quickly is because everybody kind of found my account. Everybody was sharing it on their Instagram story, like about like 3000 people shared it on their Instagram story. And that's how my account grew so quickly. So, um, it was, it was pretty shocking. It was actually pretty overwhelming as well because I was just getting so many messages at one time, but like, I'm just so grateful for the growth and I'm just so grateful that so many people want to support and buy from black owned businesses right now. So, and hopefully forever, not just right now. I don't want it to be a trend. I want it to be a forever lifestyle type of thing. That's exactly what I was saying to my friend the other day. I'm like, I, I love that this is a trend, but sometimes we see with things like this, you know, it's a hot thing for a minute and then it fades out. But there's something weird about this time where I feel like there's a continued interest. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. And so in that week, 
it was, I think, the Thursday that came around when you posted me, and you got in the attention of a lot of, like, news networks as well. Um, can you tell me about your experience doing an interview with, I think it was CP24? Yeah, I did CP24, I did City TV, Global, and CBC, and it was it was all fun. It was great. Um, I love the extra attention that it gave my platform because, like, at the end of the day, growth on my Instagram page is growth for a lot of different business owners. So, like, I I was really grateful for all the um, media attention. Um, yeah, I was just grateful for it. Um, interviewing is like super scary for me, so it took a lot of getting used to. Oh. <laughs> but now I think um, I'm used to it. So. I was going to say, so before all of this, when you, so when you started the page, right, what was your initial, was it something that you could see yourself making into a business or was it something that was a hobby and you thought maybe it'll turn into something? Like what was your initial intent with everything? Like I originally did it because I myself, like as a black person was struggling so hard to find black owned businesses. Mm -hmm. So I knew if I created an Instagram platform for myself and everybody to use as a resource, it'd be, you know, pretty helpful. And I, I had a feeling the page was going to grow because like I worked so hard on it. Like I tried to make it like as pretty and like user friendly as possible. But, um, I didn't think it was going to grow so quickly. I, I thought I would have time to like catch up and like figure out a plan. So, um, yeah, I anticipated having a large following eventually, but I didn't think it was going to happen so quickly. So, um, yeah. That's the thing about Instagram and social media in general is that it could take you five years to get to 50,000 followers, but you did this in less than like a few weeks. And so what has that been like for you having to deal with all of this? Because it's a lot of attention. It's a lot of eyes. It's a lot of emails, inquiries, um, people wanting to be on your platform. How have you been handling the stress of it all? Because I don't think people really in its totality understand that social media is a job. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it's been, um, again, just another adjustment because I still do work like a regular job on top of like um, taking care of Black on Toronto and trying to figure out like future plans for it and also being like a photographer and graphic designer on the side. So I've been trying to balance everything and the emails are probably like the most um, time consuming I thing. Because I get so many emails. My inbox right now is probably like 600 emails. So um Ooh. I get a lot of emails because every time somebody submits a business on my website, it goes directly to the Black Owned Toronto email. Mm -hmm. So emails have probably been like the hardest thing to handle, but I am trying to put together like a little team to kind of help me out with the page because the more it grows, the more I realize I can't do everything on my own. <laughs> so. And as it, so I obviously own a business as well, but what has, has that been your biggest struggle is like maintaining and handling the growth? Like what's mm -hmm. been the biggest obstacle for you in all of this and definitely um maintaining all the growth so quickly yeah because again I just didn't have like I didn't anticipate it happening so quickly so mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely been like a learning curve well I think a lot of people have really I know for me if I want to give a case study if you ever need a case study for me what you have been able to do at least for my business cup of tea is in the span of I think the Thursday that you posted me, it led to not one, two sales, not three, thousands of dollars worth of sales. So for me, you 
I just want to say like a massive thank you. But instantly I kept coming to my mind and I'm like, this girl needs to monetize this because there is a business in this for you as well. And so mm-hmm. with all of the success of everything, how have you transformed your platform into something that could be sustainable for you where you're also being able to benefit from all of this? Because you deserve it too. The only thing I do right now is I, well, I sell t-shirts. And other than that, like if somebody wants to be posted like right away, like immediately, like in the next five days, mm-hmm. I do charge them like like a $70 fee. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I post everybody pretty much for free and I just kind of put them on a waiting list. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily monetize that much, but I want to figure out other ways I can monetize, such as like, I was thinking of creating like a virtual market on my website because I do have blackonto.com and GoDaddy did give me that website for free and it does have e-commerce on it. So I was thinking maybe I can turn that into like a virtual shop for black business owners. And also, um, turning back on turn into like a marketing company as well because they do have like the design background the photography background and i realized that a lot of black owned business owners do not have you know proper pictures or like you know proper logos and like all of that is really really important to growing your business so those are future ways i plan on monetizing also like events i want to have like a black owned toronto food fest um, a really large one, <laughs> and I do want to have. I can imagine. <laughs> There's so many. Yeah. Good There's so many good brands that I've like been able to buy from and experience, and I'm actually about to to my place and order from one of the brands that um I guess they do like alcoholic beverages in a pouch. Yes, Sipstio. Oh my gosh, their post was so successful and I was so blown away. I guess people really love alcohol, but I was so blown away by how successful that post was because they had like maybe, they gained like a thousand followers just from being posted on Black on TO. Like people like really reacted to them like very positively. So I'm happy for them. They had like amazing success. And what, one of my most popular posts. Most popular posts. What's been one the biggest feedback from business owners? And like, have they been like reaching back out to you? Yeah, I actually try to reach out yeah. to them um, maybe like a day or two after I post them just to see how like everything's been going. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I also want to know that the posts are actually being helpful. And I usually kind of try to track how many followers they had before I posted them versus after. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I always check, them on, check up on them. The response has been amazing. Um, all of them have gotten, you know, even if I can give somebody like three sales and I've done my job, you know, type of thing. And you, and you do that. It's so much. <laughs> you literally do that and so much more. And I'm really happy to hear that. Like, it's making its way into a full-fledged business for you as well because it's a lot to be putting yourself out there the time it takes to make the posts to research the posts get the right photos and everything so I have so much respect for you and I'm happy that it's going this way um I guess my next question would be what was your background before all of this I know I know but for the people who might not know what you were doing before Instagram kind of took a really big role in your life (laughs) so I work at Sephora um oh, wait I did not know that <laughs> yeah I, I think it's love Sephora. that I love Sephora <laughs> holy cow um pre-COVID I was also working as a visual merchandiser at Roots 
And then um, I'm a freelance graphic designer and a freelance photographer. So I kind of did like a little bit of everything <laughs> before oh Black Owned Toronto took over. So you were doing all of that and you just have like a whole other job as well. Do you think you're going to go back to Sephora and all those other things when, when things get back to normal? Sephora I'm already back at um oh yeah I guess things are opening up right now yeah Sephora I'm already back at um but I do plan on eventually making Black on Toronto pretty much my full-time job because it already pretty is my pretty much is my full-time job but once I start to like monetize and like plan large events like once COVID passes hopefully next year I hope we can have events again um then you know it'll become my full-time job but until then Still working. <laughs> For anyone who's listening to this in the future, if you listen to this year from now, a month from now, right now in the time of this recording, we are still in the middle of the coronavirus. I think um, we're on stage three or almost stage three of opening up here in the city. So for context, um, but for you, what has your family, how has it been for them? Like, do, were they understanding of what the social media space was and would they be supportive of you transitioning into a social media type role full-time yeah they're super supportive of like everything I've been doing they like watch all the news broadcasts they um well my mom doesn't really use social media she doesn't have an Instagram account so like I've been trying to explain to her it's like oh you know you post the pictures and people click on the pictures and then they get business like but you know um she doesn't under- necessarily understand 100% what I'm doing but she supports what I'm doing so like my family and my mom and everybody's been great so it's good my mom's kind of the same way like she I don't I like I own a tea business right and I don't think she really understood until COVID hit and we're home alone together and she's seeing me do this every single day just like she's like oh so there's like a whole social media side and that's really important and whenever I would tell her I'm like I'm working on Instagram I'm doing this I'm doing that like it's it's a job and for you have you been able to successfully find a team or is it still like a woman of one right now it's like I do get people to help me out once in a while but like the thing about me is I'm very um like I like things done like a very particular way (laughs) and I'm like very picky and like I look at every post and I like pick it down to like the very last bit and I'm like a perfectionist so it's really hard for me to like let other people in especially since the platform has grown so big Mm -hmm. that I'm like very protective of it but um like I don't have a choice (laughs) I have to at this point like it's grown so much that if I continue trying to do everything by myself like it's just gonna crash and I'm gonna burn out so I was gonna say that would be my biggest like piece of advice for you is to manage burnout because you are doing every and anything and you're doing everything and everything right but it's one of those things it's like I think people when I'm like you I hate delegating so much like it actually bothers me because when you have such a clear vision in your head of how you want something to go it's hard to imagine that someone else can take as much care of your baby as you know you can so I totally resonate with you on that but if you were to get help where would the first sector or person you be if someone might be hearing this and might have the expertise 
Um, I'd probably start with my friends for um, managing emails and then I probably have to get a team of graphic designers and a few photographers as well. Um, videographers, um, mostly like media help would probably be like the biggest thing I need because um, I am starting to film and you know marketing company and like stuff like that so I do have to hire people for those things because um if I try to take on the Instagram page and do all the marketing myself like do all the logos all the photography and everything myself like I'm definitely gonna lose my mind so I do need to hire um people with certain skills to take on the marketing company side so if you're a photographer graphic designer hit me up <laughs> well we could probably have a separate conversation about that too because I went to school for radio and television arts and so I have like a really good network of people from Ryerson who might be of good help to you but beyond beyond that now competitors i know in every single business that you do there will always be competitors and i've even like in doing a little bit of research on you looking up like different black owned pages and things like that there are a few other people who are trying to do what you do and i was wondering have you noticed copycats popping up because yes. <laughs> I, I, and I was, I wanted to ask you this just as like a genuine girl to girl thing too, is like, do you have other people that are doing miniature sites of yours? Because I've seen an account that literally looks almost identical to you, n not like 200 followers maybe, like the same style of photo template, but just mm -hmm. Have you been, you've been seeing that too? You a lot. It's a lot of squares. It's a lot of squares that popped out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I do, like, I do encourage people to make similar accounts for their, um, their own cities and even, like, more in Toronto because, you know, the more the better, but, like, I do want people to make it their own because, like, I really did work hard to create, like, a certain type of layout and, like, use certain type of colors, so, yeah, I have been seeing a lot of accounts pop up since, you know, um, the Instagram page got so popular and it was bothering me at first but eventually I was like you know what people are still trying to do something good mm -hmm. and um, for some reason my account has become like the blueprint of how it should look but I really want people to come up with their own styles when they're creating these pages because um, yeah I worked hard on mine <laughs> not only that but I noticed a lot of these accounts too are posting the exact same businesses that I posted instead of doing their own research and finding their own yeah you know, businesses. So yeah, it's those two things. It's like, yeah, I encourage it. Cause like, I think it's an amazing movement, but at the same time, like make it your own <laughs> type thing. Do they even reach out to you to like say anything or do they just kind of like, make it your own. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's the tough part that the internet brings is like, there's always going to be a whole subsection of people who do want to do what you do. But why do you think that yours has stood out amidst the rest? Because, you know, it's kind of like I felt the same way with my business. As soon as I reached, like, I spent a lot of time working on aesthetic. But the things that you say, like, from a graphic design, like, the logo, the photography, like, all that's been important to me. And it was one of my wholesalers for my tea company who literally stole a design I had for my teeth that were very, very unique for our tins and put it in theirs. And I was like pissed, but it happens. And so why do you think your particular page is doing better than your competitors? I think because 
I formed a really good relationship with like a lot of my followers and I made it very like welcoming and I made it very like I just had a clear message right from the beginning of what I wanted to do and like again I worked really hard to make the design of the page really nice and um, I even when I had like only 300 followers I was reaching out to a lot of people with my you know small little following <laughs> trying to get like the word out there so um I think I like I just really put my personality into it um even like on my story and you know when I make certain posts like I really try to put a little bit of myself in it too so I don't know I guess that's one of the reasons it grew so quickly um just design and overall um trying to create a really positive space and um and then again like so many people sharing me in such a small amount of time so yeah <laughs> I guess that's it <laughs> No, it's, it's true. It's true. People gravitate to things that that feel authentic. And I think the one thing um, I felt with you and why I wanted to interview you so bad was because it's just like for business owners who might reach out to you kind and warm and it doesn't make, you don't make um, businesses feel like they're going, you're going out of the way, which I know you are because it is a huge platform, but you make it feel like I'm like, I feel like I know you. Like, are you like, oh, like you're a genuine person. And I really wanted to say that to you. Um, one, of, one of the other things I wanted to know is, could you see yourself moving this beyond a Toronto thing? Like, are there plans to expand cities or potential partnerships to do that? Because I, I could see it being something that's in for every city. People have been asking me that since the beginning. And... I couldn't do it like myself mm -hmm. um but if I can turn black owned insert city here into like a bigger franchise that would be pretty cool but I know it'd be a lot of work <laughs> I know it'd be like a lot of hiring people because like I honestly could not take doing Toronto and the GTA because I don't even only do Toronto I do like you know Brampton Vaughn yeah um, Mississauga you know the entire GTA so it's a very big task um so expanding would be cool but it'd be a lot for me right now. <laughs> I can I can understand that. But so in moving forward with the Toronto end of things, I'm not quite sure. There's a is there a website right now for people to come to? Yes, I have a website. Um, I want to add a directory on it, mm -hmm. um, but the type of template that I have, like it, it makes it really hard. So I'm trying to figure out like an easier way to do it, even if it means using like um an external website from my um my web the website that I have so I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it because I have like 800 plus businesses on a spreadsheet so I need to figure out the fastest way and like the most effective way to have like a good website that people can search and stuff like that so what I'm working on it using? I'm using GoDaddy okay I think if I were to give advice would either be Squarespace or Shopify Offer, offer really good platforms and you can take your domain for anyone who wants to start a business. You can take your domain from GoDaddy because mine's from GoDaddy as well because um, it's a really good integration for the shirts as well as having a blog or tons of directory. Um, ooh, speaking of shirts, mine's coming tomorrow. I'm super excited. But what has the response been like for merch? It's been really good. I launched it on maybe like 20 days ago and I only have like maybe 13 left. So it's been really good. It's been a really good response. Um, yeah. We have more clothing. I think it's been 
potentially coming down the pipeline? I don't think so because I do want to do either a subscription box or like maybe Ooh. like a beauty box. And I do want to do like a virtual market. So I don't, yeah. I don't think I want to put out any more merch, but I'll, at the same time, I'm kind of worried about what the response is going to be like for the box in the virtual market. Um, Cause I know people did respond really well when I dropped merch, but you know, anytime you put out a product and you invest a lot of money into it, like it's really nerve wracking. Like, is it going to sell? Is it not going to sell? But um, yeah, those are like the two next things that I want to do. Probably the beauty box first, because a lot of people on my page are really into like skincare and stuff yeah. like that. So I, if I could collab with a couple brands to put out a box, that'd be pretty cool. That would actually, I would, I would totally jump on that and share that in a heartbeat. Um, but the last thing that I wanted to just touch on before we, we wrap up, but what would be your advice to someone else who is looking to potentially create a space like this, not necessarily like a black owned space, but someone entering, it's hard. It's not an easy thing to enter. And what has been, what would you provide as your biggest piece of advice for someone wanting to enter the social media space? and make it into a job? Oh my gosh. Um, be consistent. Be very consistent. Um, let people know what you're doing. Um, that's always important, especially especially when I was like um, focusing more on graphic design. Like when I meet people, I'd be like, hi, my name's Karen. Oh, by the way, I'm a graphic designer. Like always kind of throw in what you're doing and what you're working on when you introduce yourself to people. That way people remember you. Yeah. Um, get people to follow you when you meet them um, is helpful. Um, word of mouth is always just like the greatest way to grow your platform. And yeah, just be consistent. Um, make sure all the graphics and everything are on point. <laughs> but most importantly, just be consistent. That's a really good piece of advice because you never know when that consistent post and post and post can turn into something bigger. Because I know the one thing that I loved with yours is just being able to go and look back and scroll and be able to see a body of proof that this has been going on. Like I felt like I was late to the party, which is the perfect thing you want to feel for a business that they are going to continually be consistent and put it out. So I won't take too much more of your time, but for anyone who is interested in following you, maybe even getting graphic design from you, um, your pages, if you can drop all of your social media handles and everything like that. Okay, so um, blackowned.to is the Instagram page. Karen, K-E-R-I-N dot creates is my um, graphic design and photography page. And blackowned.to.com is the website. <laughs> Amazing. And as always, all of these um, social media links will be in the description below. And if you want to follow me, of course, you can follow me at TaylorLN on Instagram. And you can follow my business at Cup of Tay Shop on Instagram. But Karen, I just wanted to just take one more moment to say thank you. Thank you so much for not only what you've done for me and my brand and my brand awareness, but what you're doing for other Black owners. It, it's truly, it's so hard to make your way in the space and be a black creator and just I've always said like I'm like I just want the opportunity to be in front of the right eyes because I know the work is there and I think you're doing that for so many people so mm. on behalf of all of the people you posted like I genuinely think they feel the same way thank you for what you do and I really hope you continue to do it because it's making a huge difference in the lives 
of so many people, especially during COVID. Oh, thank you. No problem. Thank you. So I think that's going to wrap up this week's quick episode of Tea Time with Tay. But again, follow Karen. She's amazing. What she's doing on her page is amazing. And I hope anyone who's listening to this might feel inspired to make their own space and way in any way they want to, because it's possible. And uh, with a lot of hard work, you can do it in consistency. Right. (laughs) And I will catch you guys on the next one. Thank you. Bye. Once again, thank you so much for listening. This episode was brought to you by My Company, Cup of Tea, Luxury Loose Leaf Teas. It is the most amazing, delicious organic teas on the market. We have green teas, black teas, white teas, dessert teas, everything that you could want in one place. Head over to cupoftea.com, that's C-U-P-O-F-T-E.com, or at Cup of Tea Shop on Instagram and all other social media handles. The link is also in the description. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Reckless. Reckless.